I'm glad that I wasn't afraid of of sort of being rejected and, and kept trying. I think that applies to so many things that, that you do in life. If you just gave up after the first time, you wouldn't really get anywhere. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Alice, firstly, thank you so much for joining and for connecting with me so that we're able to record this show remotely. It's not ideal right now. As I said to you, you know, we normally record in a wonderful studio. The sound is great, but I really wanted to just try and keep the show going through this period. You know, I think there's so much, you know, what I aim to do mostly with this show is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, to share wonderful stories. And, you know, in the moment where there's so much negative news, I feel like if I can just share one thing every week that somebody can listen to when they're maybe walking their dog or, you know, having a, a cup of coffee and think actually just to unplug from it all and uplift them for an hour, then that's really what I wanted to do. So thank you for joining this week. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, for anyone listening who might not know much about you or your journey, I'd love if you could take us back, take the listeners back um, and tell us, well, what it was like firstly being on the show on Bake Off and who encouraged you to pursue that and to apply. I mean, it's still one of those things where, well, especially now at the moment, you know, that we're all stuck indoors. And I think back to the past year and I still have to pinch myself. It was just, it was one of those experiences where, at the time, you can't quite sort of believe that you're doing it. And then after it all came out on TV, it was still sort of like, was that really me? Did I, did I do that? It was just so much fun. Like, obviously, it was really stressful at the time. And I watched myself and I think, oh, I really, I really wish I'd relax a little bit more. Because uh, there were definitely times I think you can tell that, that I was stressed and everyone else was stressed. And, and obviously, it's like a really tense uh, show at times and, and they do try to create that obviously because you know that's what makes great tv um but you know when I sort of think back it was just so much fun um and it was just an amazing couple of months and obviously this year is just so different to that mm. uh, I mean this time last year I was stuck inside because I was baking you know if I wasn't at work I was I was in my kitchen I sort of didn't leave my house other than to go to the supermarket or go to work so in some ways, you know, things you're prepared. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was just amazing. And um, I'm so proud of myself. Uh, you know, you never think you're going to go on. It's one of those things I always say it's a bit like, um, you know, it's like when you if you bought a lottery ticket or something and, and like, why, why do you do it? You know, no one thinks they're going to win the lottery. It's like, well, why did I enter Bake Off? I didn't think I'd get on. I certainly didn't think I'd get to the final. But for some reason I did. I mean, I, I tried a couple of times. Um, a few people did. They, they tried a couple of times because it's so hard to get on the show. Um, and, you know, it was my, I, I'm a teacher and it was my Christmas holiday. Had a couple of weeks off and, you know, it was just sort of back home with my parents. Had a 
evening where I wasn't doing much and I'd done some baking that day and I thought, yeah, I'll just give it another go. What's what's the harm? Um, just one of those things, I think, where you, you try, you know, and yeah, it all sort of it sort of worked out really well. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It made it all the way to the final. And it's oh, it's interesting that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the first time that you'd applied. I think that even in itself to saying, you know, to people, I was going to ask, well, my next question, it's all about, you know, if you've got this hidden talent or maybe you know secret passion but actually you did try and you had to try again and again you know you didn't just apply once on a whim and get it but actually you know I think that's often what people do is perhaps they just try something once and then go oh yeah but I've tried that Adrienne it didn't work when actually it's like you need to do it again and again you might have had to apply eight times I don't know um but yeah for anyone then who's listening who maybe has a creative passion or a hidden talent and maybe they've just never got around to using it or maybe they think it's too late for them to start something new or they have a fear of failure like what would your advice be to those people yeah I think definitely keep going I mean I bake because I love it so for me not getting on the show the first time I tried wasn't wasn't really an issue I just sort of was like okay well I'll I'll keep baking I'll keep practicing um and I still need to keep going I still you know I'm not an expert (laughs) we're all amateur bakers and um it's still sort of trying to get better all the time and, and improve doing what I love doing. I think I'm glad that I wasn't afraid of, of sort of being rejected and, and kept trying. I think that applies to so many things that, that you do in life. If you just gave up after the first time, you wouldn't really get anywhere. Um, and, you know, job interviews that I've gone for and haven't got other ones and I've got them and it sort of made me realise how glad I was that I stuck things out. And I think it's, do what you love and if you keep going at that I think you'll end up in the right place and if you if you're really passionate about it then you're you know although it's amazing that I got onto the show and I'm sort of progressing with my baking career now because of that but I I didn't do it because I wanted that I did it because I love baking why why you're doing it you're doing it because you love it yeah, I think that passion point is really important, actually, because I think often, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? You know, the, the the idea of success and around kind of striving and achieving, I think, is put on us so much now. I think as our generation is just constantly told to thrive and, and to measure success and to achieve. So I think often what I find is if you talk to someone about, you know, passion or doing something just for fun, maybe, you know, some people maybe enjoy baking or, or something else, but just for fun. I think nowadays, I don't know if you agree, everything has to be for something you know it has to be either you're going to monetize it or you're going to you know it's like why are you doing that thing it's like well maybe just for fun maybe just because it's you know a way to relax or maybe I just enjoy it but I think as soon as you start to get good at something people are like oh that should be your new project that should be your new job that should be your new career and I think often you know I don't know people just used to have hobbies right we used to just have hobbies but now it's like no 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 you've got to make your passion your job surely you could have both yeah I think that's you have to really kind of keep what's important to you and and especially now I, I find that because I'm so busy and I know everyone's so busy and I live in London I feel like everyone in London is just so busy that you sort of lose time for things that you really enjoying um and so that's what I think is amazing at the moment and I I'm sure lots of people who do have extra time because not everyone has extra time right now I know those people are still working really hard um but those that are sort of sort of around the house with not as much to do um doing the things that they you know really love doing and have finally got the time to do but 
yeah, you've, you've got to find something for yourself that makes you happy that's not necessarily for anything other than just doing it because. Yeah, it's not being measured. It's not being, you know, it doesn't have to bring pay the bills. It can just be for fun. So during this lockdown period, Alice, so many people have discovered a love for baking. Like the timing of this show could not have been better. I don't know about you, but um, banana bread is all over my Instagram feed, my Twitter feed. Actually, I've even, well, I've been making banana bread, but I make banana bread quite often anyway before this. But yeah, I feel like right now so many people are baking and sharing what they're making. So do you think that, why do you think baking has become our lockdown habit? I know, honestly, I just, what is it with this banana bread? Like, I, I, I was going to make some because I had some, like, you know, overripe bananas. And in the end, I just thought, I just, I just can't, I can't bake banana bread. It can't so be I, a lockdown cliche. No, so I chucked them in a smoothie. Um, but I think it's just, I mean, it's a great bake to do, um, you know, especially if you've got leftover bananas. And it's sort of a nice, easy one to get to, you know, ease people in. Um but it's great. I'm just loving the fact that so many people are baking at the moment. And I think, you know, it's one of those things, as you say, when people are so busy, it's not something that if you don't sort of have it regularly in your routine already, baking is not necessarily something that you do. And and I think having, you know, being forced to be at home and having perhaps a little bit extra time to spend on preparing meals, you know, baking from uh, cooking from scratch, baking, it's just a nice way to sort of feel like you've achieved something, I guess, you know. Absolutely. You're right. I think the achievement thing is real for me, definitely. I think it's nice to feel the project completed because for me, I'm someone who's always got lots of different projects on the go. And often there'll be like, you know, a deadline that's six weeks away or even six months away, for example, if I'm training for a marathon or something. So I think often having this like long term goals can feel quite laborious whereas I think when you bake something and you know you're going to make it you're going to put it in you're going to take it out it's finished it's done and you can enjoy it like half an hour later I love that and and as you said at the moment with this crazy time I think it's nice to have a sense of achievement at the end of the day you can go what did I even do today I achieved something I made a cake (laughs) yeah I know And, and everyone's obviously sharing them online and sharing their recipes and I think it's I think it's so lovely that that people are sort of getting into baking um, I've had so many messages on Instagram and things about, you know, what recipes can I use for this, this and this. And it's it's a really lovely sort of, you know, time, I think, that people are, sh- are sharing what they're doing. And not just baking as well, like other activities they're doing and that they're sort of doing to keep themselves amused. But yeah, I'm really I'm really loving the whole baking movement at the moment. If I could get flour, I cannot find flour anywhere. Really? Because it's I've become so popular. I know I've I've got a little stash um that I'm sort of working my way through and I'm hoping by the time I finished it that I can get some more but yeah it's you know everyone's everyone's clearly at it well that was my next question perfectly um you led me there perfectly which is about how can people how easy or hard is it for people to adapt recipes so if we don't have all the right ingredients at home right now if we can't get yeah the flour that we need or we can't get if the ingredient says you need vanilla essence and you need flaked almonds and ground almonds and like is there any easy swaps or is it going to be a disaster no I think I mean I am very guilty of even you know following a recipe I'm like oh do I oh I'll just chuck them in there or see what I've got in the cupboards and just throw it in there and I think if you've you know you're struggling for a certain specific ingredient just just wing it I mean that's the fun part as well I mean there's a lot of science behind baking and various things that you do need to do don't need to do etc but 
I think as well, especially since there's no one to judge you, you know, Paul Hollywood's not going to turn up. <laughs> so I think it just whatever you've, you've got within reason, I think just give it a go. Um, yeah. There's all sorts of things, you know, if you can't get eggs, there's loads of recipes for bakes for eggs and things. If you can't get flour, like, I don't know, try a meringue or something. Um, almond flour, people are grinding up cereals to make flour. Whatever you can find. What can you use instead of eggs? Is there anything that you can just swap instead of eggs if you don't have them? Or do you need a specific recipe? You probably need to adapt the recipe slightly. It all depends on sort of various flours of you have different levels of absorbency and things like that. I think with eggs, I mean, I don't do too much vegan baking. Um, you can use sort of chickpea water mm-hmm. um, as a sort of substitute for that. You can even sort of use bananas, I think. Uh, anything that's sort of going to bind, the eggs basically sort of binding the mixture together. So anything that's going to bind the mixture together as well. But yeah, I think it's just about exploring. I mean, there's so many amazing recipes on the internet. If you haven't got sort of certain ingredients, just search up a recipe for what you have got. Mm. Um, and sort of, yeah, now's a really sort of great time to experiment, I think. Yeah, get creative, exactly. So, because we're not all as skilled as you, Alice, when it comes to baking. And I know that myself, I feel like banana bread, the reason I probably always stick with that is because it's such a, it's just an easy one. You can't go wrong. But for anyone who, you know, do you have any baking fail stories and so that just to give us hope that it is possible to turn it around if you're a useless baker right now oh I have so many fail stories you would not believe sort of the disasters I had in when I was practicing for the bake-off I mean I think yeah go go for easy recipes if you're if you're not sure um but there's so much sort of trial and error with baking and especially with the more complicated things it definitely gets better the, the, the more you do it especially with bread I, I find I'm not an expert with bread and I find the more I do it the better I get and you sort of get to know how the different things react with each other but yeah I've <laughs> the number of sort of explosions I had <laughs> just awful awful bakes from and you should have seen my kitchen honestly it was it was uh, it was a good job that no one came around to visit me when I was practicing. Um, my kitchen was just an absolute bombsite. Um, but you know, at, at this stage when no one's coming around to visit, if you make a mess in the kitchen, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, exactly. And it's nice to hear because I'm sure you know people who watch the show, everything looks you know perfect. And even though it's stressful, obviously you're in the tent and it's under pressure. But even the Instagram stuff that you see, like you said, it looks perfect. It's like everything's lovely measured out, and you just put this in, and yeah, exactly. It's like most people's kitchens probably do not look like that, and they probably don't have as much space or as many kind of you know just beautiful pots and pans and all the rest of it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What about kids? Because for many people, we are now homeschooling our children. So is there any really quick, easy things that we can bake with kids? And actually, and I feel like there's two camps with this baking with kids thing. One, it's like it has to be healthy, like no sugar, just use 
blueberries and I don't know whatever and then there's the whole like oh come on like you're making a cake just let it be delicious use the sugar use the golden syrup use the melted chocolate and then just you know suffer the consequences when you have a hyperactive sugar-filled child for the rest of the day (laughs) but yeah what do you what's your advice for parents yeah I mean I think it depends like if you're looking for something to engage them just for a couple of hours and you know if you can keep them entertained by decorating, you know, cupcakes, or whatever. And if that involves a lot of chocolate and sprinkles, does it really matter? You know, but I think good ones to do, like make your own pizza um, is a really nice one to do. Because again, you know, it's that sense of achievement for them that they've made their own dinner or whatever. And it's great because you can add whatever you want and sort of make your perfect pizza. And I think just sort of nice, simple things to ease them in and, I always used to bake cupcakes when I was little. That was, you know, that was sort of the go-to that my mum would sort of help me bake the the batch of them and then I'd get free reign on decoration. And you, they were probably awful, but <laughs> it's just it's just good fun and just, you know, keeps them keeps them entertained. And, and as you say, again, it's that sense of they've done something that day that was, you know, mm. fun and they got to eat it and... Yeah, it's nice. And I think for parents as well, to be honest, I feel like the parent, my friends, we're talking about, you know, what to do with our kids at home. And I think there's a bit of a pressure. I mean, right now, to be honest, it's actually these holidays, but I think there's a bit of a pressure to go, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough maths and spelling and English and reading and writing and this and that? And there's so much. And my, I mean, my son's almost nine, so there's quite a lot to do. And actually, I think we should really still value the creative things. You know, when you said then about, you know, let them put on whatever they want it doesn't have to be perfect you know it's not I think actually when you give kids the freedom because right now even for our kids I think there's so many rules around everything that you do again it's measured it's to achieve it's to be compared to somebody else's and actually I think this is a nice time when your kids are at home without the pressure of you know their peer group at school or whatever else to just say it doesn't matter just do it however you want so whether it's baking or whether it's you know drawing a picture or you know even if the house is a mess and there's I'm telling this to myself if there's like you know paint splodges on the new table I'm just like you know what let it just be because that's I think for kids to have that freedom to be able to create something of their own and just do it however and yeah I just think it's nice to like there's value in that like there's value in expressing ourselves not just our kids maybe for us as well in a creative way which perhaps I think I'm guilty of losing that you know as I've got older and as I've got busier I think that creativity is is something that we we kind of take for granted and just forget about when actually like having this time now if we have extra time then actually maybe putting it towards something creative it's not only mindful and obviously you know good for us to relax but we might unlock some secret you know talent that we never even knew about completely and I think such an important thing for us to do at the moment is to make sure that we're not spending hours and hours on our phones and laptops and TVs and things, because that's the temptation, isn't it? It's like, well, what should I do? Oh, I'll just turn the TV on or I'll mindlessly scroll on my phone. Um, but I'm I'm a teacher and, you know, it's Easter holidays for me at the moment and baking has certainly kept me busy this Easter, but I go back to work uh, on, on Monday and one thing that the school as a whole is is really trying to make sure... Um, is that uh, is that the kids aren't just spending all day every day on their laptops, and so we're trying to come up with sort of extracurricular things they can do. And I'm I'm going to try and get them sort of baking and cooking and things. Um, we've actually sort of got a little bake off for them to do, but you know, it's something that gets them away from the screen and keeps them engaged, and as you say, allows them to be creative because 
there is, as you say, so much pressure, especially for parents to make sure their kids are still learning and for the kids to make sure they're still keeping on top of their schoolwork and their studies and not getting too far behind. But it's also really important that, you know, during this crisis, they're, they're having time to sort of be creative and explore other things. Mm, and to spend time I guess with their parents because for me I'm lucky now I feel like I'm spending more time with my son than I have for you know maybe the last year or two because his school life is busy and as I said he's only eight but you know there's football and swimming and athletics and I've got all of my work etc so I'm really trying to make the most of this time in that way because I know that once once we do go back to schools and back to work and everything I won't have as many yeah days to spend with him so are you a secondary school teacher Alice? Yes, I'm a geography teacher. I knew it was geography. I was just checking that it was secondary. <laughs> um, but I was thinking yeah. about, you know, when you, obviously at the moment, people don't know when the schools are going back. They don't know what's going to happen. But how do you feel like, you know, how do you feel like it's going to change when the kids do go back? And for any parents that are panicking, you know, all their, their kids are going to regress. Or do you think that it, we're all going to be in the same boat? Yeah, I think it's it's that sense of, well, there are so many things going on at the moment. And you just have to sort of focus on what you can control. And when it comes to online schooling, I mean, each school is doing it differently. um, And I I can't sort of compare in that sense. But I think it's just about doing the best you can. You know, people that are working from home, well, if they've got kids running around and all sorts of things going on, it's going to be affected. Every single person's life is being affected at the moment. And I think it's just understanding that you know, it's not going to be perfect. I know as a teacher that my lessons are not going to be perfect teaching online. It's going to be, it's going to be hard. Um, you know, I've, I've got the systems up and running. I'm sort of preparing tasks I can set online and things and we'll do what, we'll do the best that we can. And I know that the students will do the best they can. And, and it's about, you know, keeping them engaged. And that's why I think it's important, as I said, to keep them off the laptops and things as well, but keep them engaged in things. And if that means that, you know, you're not sticking to the curriculum perfectly. Um, if that means that a couple of things get missed off, that's fine. As long as they're engaged in something, they're learning something, no one is expecting, you know, perfection in terms of what they're learning at the moment. It's And for parents at homeschooling, um, I think just do not put pressure on yourself to, to think that you have to keep up with what the student would have achieved had they been at, at school because you know there's so much going on in the world right now we just have to do the best that we can do and um yeah I'm I'm fairly confident that that we'll be able to deliver something which the students can really benefit from and and that involves a lot of non-academic stuff as well mm. it's just about keeping them engaged I think as soon as as soon as the kids switch off from the online learning you know it's very hard to get them back into it. You've got to you've got to catch them in a way that they're engaged with it and they can sort of react with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think for for me I know that I always say that maybe um I shouldn't say this stereotypical gendering of like boys and girls, but this is my experience. I only have a son. And I always say that like boys are like dogs. You have to like let them out, let them run around, let them let off, burn off steam and all that. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Come and sit. Let's do this focused task. Whereas if I asked you to do something and focus his attention to, you know, sitting still for too long and he hasn't had that freedom first, it's never as good. I feel like get the oxygen into the body, get the body moving and then, you know, sit down and and focus. Seems to work quite well for him i think i think my school's doing online p lessons yeah 
some sort of like virtual yoga lessons and things like that. So there's, I think there's always a way, you know, if you, if you want to do something, uh, all sorts of amazing stuff has been coming out from school. I mean, kids have been sort of writing poetry, writing stories, sharing it with each other, um, raising money. One of my um, students at the school's um, making, somehow has got involved with this making of 3D printing for the screens, the visors for the NHS workers. So all sorts of amazing things that the kids are doing. And I think they're so adaptable as, you know, as well. They can adapt really well to new situations and they're so great at technology. So I think they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. So, Alice, what is next for you? So, obviously, right now, this whole situation has just turned everybody's lives into chaos, as I'm sure. But post-COVID, post the crisis, are you working on any projects, anything you can share with us? What's next? Or, or what would you like to do next? I think for me, it's just going to be about how can I make myself better as a, as a baker? And I'm just sort of working on developing recipes. And, you know, I'm a teacher and I'd love to sort of combine my two loves so I'd love to at some point start doing baking lessons whether that's for children or adults or both and you know just sort of passing on you know I think you can combine all of your your passions and I think you know I love teaching but it's very difficult at the moment to sort of balance everything that's going on with school and post bake off life so if I can sort of find a way to to still teach and to teach baking, that would be that would be my dream, I think. Yeah, I'm sure your students must have loved seeing you on the TV. I mean, you know, it's that <laughs> thing, isn't it, of your, your teacher. Although I feel like you always think, when you think back to going to school, you think your teacher's like an alien. I remember if you saw them in like a supermarket, yes. you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's my teacher. It's so weird. Um, but no, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep a lookout then and see what well, I'm sure we're all excited to see what you do next. On this show, Alice, we always, so it is the Power Hour. I'm not sure how much you know about my Power Hour, but it, for me, it's all about starting the day first thing in the morning with one hour, which is for yourself. So that hour could be anything you want, whether it's reading, whether it's running, maybe doing meditation, journaling. Um, but I encourage people to take the first hour to reclaim their time and just, yeah, focus on on building towards something for themselves. So I'd love to know if you have a morning practice, a morning routine, anything that you usually do. And it, this could be either before in your normal life when you're at school or now in your new work from home situation. So I think before lockdown, I was very, very guilty of just sort of sleeping in as long as I could, rushing off to work, sort of grabbing a coffee um, and then sort of heading straight into the day. And although I'd get to school and sort of plan out what I was trying to do, I think it's so chaotic that I never really organized my mind as well as I, I think I could have done. Um, and what I'm loving at the moment is just getting up, having a coffee, and then I just write out a list of everything I want to do today. And I think it's really helping because, you know, in days where we don't have as much structure, it's it's important to sort of think about what you want to achieve and however big or small, just sort of write it down. Um, so I'm catching up on the news, catching up with my friends um, and making sure that I've got a list of everything I sort of want to do and achieve that day. And I think it's really, really satisfying when I'm just sort of ticking them off as I go through. Mm. Um, so that's what's really helping me at the moment. Yeah. And is there anything in the mornings that you avoid so for example like you know things that you know if you do that first thing it's going to set you off to have a bad day so you're trying to avoid that um not necessarily in terms of having a bad day but I if 
sometimes I, you know, turn my phone on and I open like Instagram or Twitter or something and then you start scrolling and then you just sort of lose so much time. Mm. And I think it's just important to sort of have that time to yourself in the morning rather than instantly trying to reply to various WhatsApp messages or reply to things that you've seen online. So I think what I'm certainly trying to do is is to not sort of leap straight onto my phone in the morning, is to have a little bit of time to myself, just me, uh, my own head, and, yeah, try and think about what I want to do. Yeah, that's nice. Do you think you'll take anything from this then? So you said before your mornings were quite hectic if you like to hit snooze and, and then perhaps had to rush to get to, to school. Do you think you'll take anything from this time and try to adapt it into, like, a new morning routine, perhaps your own power hour before you start school? Yeah, I think I'd I'd love to. I'd love to sort of feel a bit more relaxed in the mornings. Um, and I think it's just about, you know, finding whatever works for you. I think the, the truth is I'm just very different every every day in terms right. of how energetic I feel um, and how sort of relaxed I feel, organised I feel. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm de- definitely going to try when everything sort of settles back into normal to get to get into a routine. Yeah, I think that's a really, really valuable thing to to be honest and say, you know, every day is different because often I think on this show, I'm probably guilty of as well. Like I have a structured power hour because that works for me and it really works for me to do things before my son wakes up, before the rest of the day needs my attention, before my emails, WhatsApps, etc. So I always do my hour first. But as you said, I think people think that it's easy or that I just jump out of bed and I love it. And actually our energies do change from day to day. Our emotions change, our hormones change, everything from, you know, if you've had a really good night's sleep to if you have got, I don't know, something that you're maybe nervous about that week. So I think it's important, yeah, to know that actually having a morning routine is great. You could maybe create one that's like your ideal gold star, but you don't have to do it every single morning. And actually if the days when, it doesn't quite go to plan or you're not feeling it or you do hit snooze doesn't mean okay forget the morning routine it's useless it doesn't work for you but actually maybe it was just one day and you could try having a morning routine the next day exactly yeah keeping in tune with with how you're feeling and if if you want a little snooze then that's absolutely fine <laughs> i think just don't beat yourself up about it especially mm. in the well, yeah, I was going to say, normally I'd be like, don't hit snooze, get up, do your day. But I do think at the moment, everything is changed and everyone's feeling it. So I think actually, yeah, I I feel like at the moment, my emotions change from one morning to the afternoon, let alone day to day. So I think we've all got to be yeah, kind and compassionate to ourselves as well as to everybody else. Awesome. So Alice, can you tell the lovely listeners of the show where they can find you online? Where can they find your recipes? Where can they follow yeah, so I'm on Instagram um, at alice.fevronia. Um, and there's a link on there to my website. And I've got all sorts of updates and recipes on there. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter, Alice Fevronia. So, yeah, have a, have a look. Awesome. And before I ask you my closing question, because I ask this question to every guest, but I'd love to know firstly, Alice, what is your favourite thing to bake? My favourite thing to bake is definitely... I mean, it could be any flavour, but I'm all about the decoration, always. So probably um, a big tiered cake that I can just go wild with in terms of how I'm decorating it. So always, always cake, definitely. Yeah. Have you ever done like a big wedding cake or a birthday cake? I feel like the pressure of doing a cake for somebody's <laughs> wedding is just too much. I know. Well, I've I've done a lot of big birthday cakes and sort of cakes for events. And I actually had a wedding uh, a wedding cake planned which got postponed because of covid so 
which is very sad, but it also means I've got more time to prepare. So I'm slightly nervous about it. So it's, you know, I've got time now to sort of really, really practice it. Yeah, cool. Okay, so my closing question, which I asked to every guest, as I said, the power hour for me is in the morning. And I believe that it's well, it's been a game changer for me. And I believe that, you know, a lot of people claim they don't have enough time, they wish they had more time and time is the most valuable thing that we can't get more of. So if you were given one extra hour each day, so your day now has 25 hours, what would you use your extra hour to do? So I am very guilty at not being great at replying to my friends in terms of calling them back or texting them back, especially if it's like a big long message. I always think, oh, I haven't got time right now. I want to write a long message back, but I just don't have the time. And then it gets to sort of the evening. I want to, to spend time off my phone or doing something else. And I think, oh, I'll reply tomorrow. And I think if I just had an hour a day and I could just call my friends um, and make sure I responded to them all and, and really keep in contact, I think you know, that would be such a lovely, a lovely thing to do. So I'm going to try and build that into my day as well, especially at the moment now, just sort of getting around to calling everyone. But yeah, I think just a, a good hour to connect with people that I perhaps don't connect with enough would be great. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I need to do the same, Alice, because I think, as you said, because we spend so much time on screens right now during lockdown, sometimes by the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is scroll through 60 what's in a WhatsApp group with 60 different people. You're like, oh, no, it's like it fills me with dread sometimes the amount of WhatsApp groups that are on the go. But you're, you're, you're right. And I think actually it's nice to know that people want to hear from you. And I think maybe thinking about who who would really love to hear from you today? And then reaching out to that person is really, really cool. Well, thanks, Alice. Yeah, I was going to say, and just and call them rather than text, because that's what I do. I always think, oh, I just haven't got time. You know, if I call someone, I'm going to be on the phone for an hour. Um, and I don't have that hour. So I think just having that extra time to actually, you know, speak to them rather than just texting them would be would be great. Yeah, well, video call has taken off, right? Yeah. I hope that's I hope that's one thing that remains post COVID crisis because I've always loved a video call. And I remember I video called a friend once, and she didn't pick up, and then she called me back and said, "Did you mean to Facetime me?" I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because." I was like, oh, "It's fun." And she literally was like, "Never Facetime me without warning." I was just like, "That is so funny." Um, but hopefully, post this crisis, people will pick up when I called video call them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alice. Thank you for joining us i hope you have a wonderful weekend and as always thank you so much for listening to the power hour podcast we're doing our best to keep the episodes coming and if you are enjoying the show then please let us know you can reach out via itunes instagram twitter have an awesome week thanks guys see ya thank you. bye, bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.